Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. <laughs> oh, Rick. Stop oh, it, Rick. Stop laughing Rick. and get to work. No, you want to know why he's giggling? He's giggling because we have a Godfather and Toddfather combo mock, boys. Oh, a combo mock. Oh, God. Do you think that this is the absolute pinnacle of McShay's career right now? It's the pinnacle of my career right now. Like when Mel Kuyper agrees to do a combo mock with you, like you could just walk away. You've made it. And I That's think, it. I think they may have agreed on some trades, so we'll get to it. Purple Daily, Mackie Judd, executive producer Declan Goff. Presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And today's special Todd Father Godfather mock is also presented by Declan's Golf Swing. Oh, it That's is. Right. It is all. If, let, let's see here. I, I I did a trade up. I traded up and with my clubs. I, I said, I you know I, I can't get a good value with the current selection I'm at in the draft right now. So what can I do? Your swing, your swing, by the way, was definitely like at the back end of the Oof. first round. Just, oh yeah, it was a f- actually would actually your swing would have been like number one in the first round because it was. How so bad, bad is your swing? It's bad. Like I mean, I'm not. I don't know how to, to judge use, you right, at all. So, so, so here, here's what I will say. My, I just want to be clear. I don't yeah, know what to do with yeah, my. I, 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 I don't know what to do with my hips. My hips stay like literally centered. No, and but what about your golf swing? But but that's the problem is is the swing. I can only get so much on on the swing, so I need I need the hips, and I see what you did there. That's why my you don't have a girlfriend. Is, my point. That's why Declan's I, that's, single. Uh, maybe, exactly right. Uh, well, oh, it might be changing. Well, every every squirrel <laughs> finds a nut, or what's the saying? Uh, something's oh, there. Not that kind of nut. Well, uh, but all I know is I had a blast at the at the van fitting experience at the uh, PGA Tour Superstore <laughs> in Minnetonka. My guy Ian hooked me up with some club heads and shafts. I did not reach like a, the Packers did for Jordan Love. I took the best player available with the best selection. I took the Kyle Pitts of golf clubs, okay? There was no reaching for a quarterback. I found the Hall of Fame player that I know is going to be a franchise changer for my team going forward, and that's what I found at the PGA Tour Superstore. It's the van-fitting experience at the PGA Tour Superstore in Minnetonka. Let's do this, boys. I want a mock! Mock! Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I said R- you ready, Judd? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So to say yes, okay. Yeah, then, yeah. Let's go for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching and listening at home. Let's, let's get, get ready, ready to, to mock it. 
All right. Here this right here, as explained by <laughs> Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, this is a combined three-round mock draft. And I believe they've got different trades in the mix here. I think they alternate picks. So we'll just, we're just going to go through this and see. Uh, by the way, we are keeping tabs on all the mock drafts we've done on behalf of the Vikings. Not the ones that we have simmed, but the ones like that other people have done. And we're tabulating who goes how often to the Vikings. Elijah Vera Tucker from USC and Christian Barmore have each gone five times to the Vikings. Christian Derrissaw, the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, has been mocked four times to the Vikings. Quiddy Pay three times, edge rusher Michigan. And Jalen Phillips, as of this morning on Mackey and Jubb, we did the Peter Schrager 2.0, and he was mocked for a second time to the Vikings. Kuiper has Trevor Lawrence going number one. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson going number two. And then we have Justin Fields being ah. picked by Mel Kuiper to the San Francisco. Way to go, Mel. Way to go, Mel Kuiper. So he's kind of moving off of his Mac Jones thing here. I, he's been all over Mac Jones. Yeah. No, he's not. Schrager had Mac Jones. No one knows what the Niners are going to do there. I like this. Falcons taking Kyle Pitts yep. at number four. Great selection. Be shocking if you fell. A lot of people ripping us on our sim yesterday for I nearly, not taking Kyle. Pitts we didn't Pitts do that like on purpose. 15. Yeah, I know. I nearly still we couldn't. We couldn't yeah. see who was available. Yeah. Right, but we wanted we we were do we wanted to trade down. Like that was the exercise. I will be. I will it, be. It was like a mock fire drill. I'll be stone cold, Steve Austin. The house double, wasn't on fire, but we had to leave to go through the exercise. Double cans on a live mock if uh, Kyle Pitts falls to the Vikings. <laughs> I can promise you. Good. I can promise. Stone good. That's good for Jack us. I like it. All right, Panay Sewell to the Bengals at five, and then McShay is up at six. Here he takes Jamar Chase for the Dolphins. Down to seven. We've got a projected trade here. Mel Kuyper trading up for New. He's Todd? trading up with New England to, to Detroit. And so uh, I'm guessing this is for a, a quarterback, Mac Jones. Patriots Ugh. trading up to get Mac Jones. Okay. with the seventh pick, I can buy that. I might so not love it, but I can buy it. off the board. Here. Yep. And then uh, the Panthers taking Rashawn Slater. Mm. So another offensive tackle off the board. Broncos taking Trey Lance with nine. Broncos are very happy. Declan's and this, as, as, as Kuiper clarifies, this mock draft is what I would do. I don't think Locke is the long-term <laughs> answer. So so just to clarify, he thinks that Mac Jones will go third, but he would take Justin Fields. Just to, just to point that differentiation out. All right. Uh, Dallas Cowboys taking Patrick Sertan with 10. New York Giants taking Devontae Smith. Now, there was a report that Declan saw that the Giants might be looking to trade back for the first time in Gettleman's career as general manager. That is correct, yeah. Ian Rappaport had that they are possibly interested. There's internal discussions, I should say, that uh, they could trade back. But Gettleman is a GM who has never traded back in his eight years. But it is something they are internally considering, according to Ian Rappaport. And if yeah. Schefter was reporting, it would be internal discussions. Internal discussions. In, my internal sources, discussions. my sources tell me. Sources telling me the internal discussions. Now, does okay, so Giants taking Devontae Smith? It's going to happen. Eagles yep. taking Jalen Waddle with the twelfth pick. Yep. So wide receivers are flying off the board here. Not surprising. And that gets us to the Chargers at thirteen. Yeah, this hurts Christian a little bit. Comes this hurts out. a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so let's reevaluate here. So you got three tackles off the board. The wide receivers are off the board. Not that the Vikings are targeting those, but and and. All of the quarterbacks are off the board at this point, too, right? Because Trey Lance went nine. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a ton of defensive value here for the Vikings. In fact, the only defensive player to go, I think, is Patrick Sertan. So you've had, if I'm not mistaken, we've had 12 offensive players off the board and one defensive player. 
So it, to me, my opinion, it would make sense for the Vikings to draft a defensive player with the 14th pick or trade back. Your guys' thoughts? Um, if they're going to take defense, I trade backwards because there's so much defense available at this point. I, I think that you can trade back, get more picks, and also get a quality defensive player in the spot that you trade back to. Okay. So I would not take the best available defensive player player here because I don't know that that's completely clear cut by now. Um, how, how many cornerbacks have gone? Just one? I believe just Patrick Sertan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Before we before we unveil the Vikings pick, if this is the case, there is still a top cornerback available. What are the odds that the pivot goes from not an offensive lineman, not a pass rush defensive end, but top available cornerback, given the Jeff Gladney concerns. I'm serious. I'm not trying to be a smart ass here to throw a wrench in things, but Mike's going to be in that room. Talk to me. I I can't poke hmm? holes in your logic there. I can't poke holes in your logic. I mean, what I would tell them is, guys, guys, you've got Cam Dantzler, you've got Patrick Peterson. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, like, You've had we've we've drafted so many damn cornerbacks the last few years here. At what point is the line drawn? So, <laughs> and Mike would say, "JC oh, McKenzie Alexander too." Like, yeah, but I mean, JC Horn you got, is is there? I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Well, we're all right. So here's where I will go down this path with you. I think I almost think it's malpractice if the draft plays out this way. Defense is where the value is at here. All of the pass rushers are on the board. Like Christian Barmore is on the board. All the cornerbacks not named Patrick Sertan are on the board here. So defense is the position or is the side of the ball that I would look at as crazy as it sounds if the draft plays out this way because that's where the best players are probably sitting right now. And so if you've got a cornerback at the top of your defensive board right now, I could see the logic. I mean, it would drive everyone crazy. Mm -hmm. All right, should we do this? Yep. 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 Okay, with the 14th pick. The Vikings select Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman from USC. Uh, This is Todd McShay's pick here. There are holes all over the Vikings' offensive line, and Vera Tucker has versatility, though his best fit is at guard. He's a strong blocker at the second level, which will help open lanes for Dalvin Cook and the running game. I want to mock! Mock! So there you have it. Your guys' thoughts. Okay, so if they take uh, Vera Tucker with this pick, I, my projection for the opening day offensive line is Brian O'Neill at left tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker at left guard, Bradbury at center, Ezra Cleveland gets left at right guard, and either Oli Udo or Rashad Hill at right tackle. That's or my Mitchell guess. Schwartz would be Declan's Declan's guy. Yeah, spot. yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I think that this would assure. That Tucker actually would start his career at guard probably, and that O'Neal would flip from the right to the left tackle. Yeah, let's keep going just for fun here. See see how the rest of this shook out because there's there's third there's third round picks involved too. So uh, they've got the Lions taking Micah Parsons. We're not going to go through everything, but J.C. Horn, uh, the cornerback. That's what I was talking about. J.C. Horn, yes. Raiders taking Trevon Morig, safety TCU. Of course, this might be a little high for the safety, but the Raiders always reach because they're the Raiders. Uh, JOK, linebacker from Notre Dame. All right, let's just go down here and see. I want to see where Rashad Bateman. There's Jalen Phillips to the Colts at 21. Um, wow, no Bateman yet. There's Quiddy Pay going 26 to the Browns. Yeah, that's probably. There's ba- Bateman to the Saints. One pick in front of the Packers. 
Packers taking an offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Oh there. boy, Bate! What if Bateman got to the Packers? I can see it. Good, good can, for him. Yeah, no, I, can, I no, I'm with you, but it. I'm just saying that could that could be a nightmare. Second round, we're skipping all this because the Vikings don't have a pick in the second round. Are they going to give explanations for all these third rounders too? Uh, oh my God. Some of Here them we go round think, three. Yeah, some of them they did. They're bringing on Look at this. Yeah, bring it on. It's amazing. These guys are going crazy. All right, so the Vikings, we're scrolling down here. Um, no trades, no trades. Vikings with pick 78 take defensive end from Houston, Peyton Turner. Minnesota's 23 sacks ranked in the bottom five in 2020, and Turner has the strength to drive back blockers and get to the quarterback. He'd likely play a rotational role early in his career, but should develop into a reliable starter at some point. And then with the, where are they at here? Uh, towards the, the end. The, the it's 90. let's get ready to mock okay. it. All right. Uh, okay, with the 90th pick, the Vikings taking, and this is Todd McShay again, Richard, is it LeCount from uh, Georgia? He's a safety. Great hockey player, too. Sounds Richard like. LeCount. Left wing for the Montreal Canadiens. Le <laughs> There's an alternate pronunciation here that I will not attempt to say for fear of getting oh, fired. God. Uh, Anthony Harris signed a, in Philadelphia. Harrison Smith is 32 years old. LeCount Le has closing burst and X receiver ball oh, skills. I love so, Puck well, over to LeCount. Closing burst. LeCount. All right, so they wind up with some meat and potatoes with Elijah Vera Tucker, some meat and potatoes with the defensive uh, end, and then a safety here in the third round. Your guys' thoughts? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I I think that, oh boy, I think at 14 at that point in time, I, if, to your point, I might consider a trade, but if, if, they, if they were to come away with their first three picks, two in the third round, positionally, like they did, I'm not going to criticize them. I, I'd be much more apt to criticize them if they take a, a defensive end who has concussion problems like Shrags had than this? Hmm. That one that would worry me to no end because I think that that w- would be a definite reach and could be a huge problem. I'm just uh, I just pulled this off the screen so you guys don't get sick with me scrolling here, but I just want to see where did some of these other quarterbacks go? I think there was a sixth quarterback that went somewhere in here, but none in the third round leading up to the Vikings. Oh, there we go. Davis Mills went 51 to Washington in the second round. Interesting. Oh, so, very Cousins-like pick. Interesting. Third round, right, for Kirk? Yes. Or was Kirk a third or a fourth? I think he was Kirk a was a third fourth. Or a fourth. I think he was a fourth. fourth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Third or fourth. So, so there's your mock. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, we also have here coming up, we've got what people and experts around the football sphere think about the Vikings' playoff chances here heading into the draft. But that mock draft, Godfather and Toddfather mock combining, was presented by our friends at Whamatech. So what Whamatech is here to do is, if you've got a broken-down phone, tablet, or laptop, they will help you replace it with a pre-owned phone, tablet, or laptop that they have sourced directly and passed the savings on to you. Every device Whamatech sells is tech-certified and comes with a warranty, meaning you're not buying a lemon. They're a local company. They're one of us, and they'll take great care of you. Buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. Whamatech.com. That's W-A-M-A-T-E-K dot com. Was that your chef right, uh, version of Whamatech? I heard a little chef during the cadence. 
They'll even buy your old device for cash. Buy sold today. My sources tell me. <laughs> my sources, my sources tell me, tell me they're going to at Whamatech. You don't have to break the bank. Whamatech can help you out. W-A-M-A-T-E-K.com. All right. So what are other people saying about the Vikings' chances? There's an interesting article. We'll get to two things here. NFL.com has posted, and this is uh, Mark Sessler is, uh, is an around-the-NFL writer for NFL.com. The NFC conference hierarchy heading into the draft. So he's got different categories. Like he's got the kings of the NFC. He's got like uh, postseason or bust, playoff contenders. He's got work in progress. So I'm going to give you this, these categories. You tell me where you think the Vikings are, and then I'll tell you where he thinks they are. Kings of the NFC, postseason or bust, playoff contenders, work in progress, and those are the only categories. Which I, one should the Vikings fall? I, I lean playoff contenders. I could maybe see the postseason or bust, but I, I think it's one, it has to be one of those two. I don't. I don't. They're definitely not a work in progress. I don't it, think though. I don't it, think so. It should. It should be for sure. I think postseason or bust. That's where they're at. Because if they don't make it, I think people get fired, which is the which is the definition of that term, right? Postseason or bust. Okay, well, well, we'll see where we'll see where NFL.com has them. All right. So the new kings are obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's got three teams in postseason or bust. He's got the Packers, the Rams, and the Niners. Hmm. People kind of sleep on the Niners because they were they weren't that great last they could year, but be they still good. have a really good roster. Absolutely, it's going to get healthy. Um. Yeah, I think that's a tough division, but I think the Niners are going to be back to where, closer to where they were a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, so playoff contenders. Seattle, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas, Washington. Hmm. Seattle, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas, Washington. I'm sorry, maybe this list is incomplete. <laughs> this has to be a mistake. Maybe you want to go down to the next category. This has to be a mistake. Maybe right? you want to expedite this process right. by going to the was next there category. A, was there a typo? Uh, work in progress. Falcons, Panthers, Lions, Eagles, Giants, Bears, Vikings. Wow. And here's what he says about the Vikings. Perhaps I'm being unfair to Mike Zimmer's Vikings. Last year's 7-9 and nine outing was marked by transition on defense. I see a team that crumbled against the Bucks, Bears, and Saints down the stretch and ask, how have they improved? A quiet foray into free agency brought cornerback Patrick Peterson but also the departure of Anthony Harris. I like the Vikings situation better than Chicago's, though, after the Bears whiffed on uh, Russell Wilson to wind up with Andy Dalton at quarterback. So me thinks that he wasn't paying super close attention to the Vikings offseason. Now, they definitely still have holes. But to say that they have had a quiet foray into free agency after signing Patrick Peterson, Mackenzie Alexander, Dalvin Tomlins, like... They've been active in free agency. They also get Daniil Hunter back. They get Michael Pierce back. Right. So this seems like an unfair, almost lazy evaluation of the Vikings offseason to put them in the work in progress bin because they just added Patrick Peterson, and that's it. And they should be. I don't get it. So, so if the Vikings were granted the amount of patience that this seemingly gives them, it, it would be a great thing for Zim and Spielman. But they don't have that. This is, I'm telling you. And it's probably correct. The owners want this team in the playoffs. This is not a team that should be. And by the way, I would not call it what I saw from the defense in 2020 transition. I would call it horse bleep, okay? Like that wasn't a transition. A transition is a lot of things 
like you see progress. I saw progress from the cornerbacks, I thought, but I'm sorry. What they got from that defensive line, which was makeshift in all fairness, was just garbage. So, look, if the Vikings had, if the Wilfs came to Spielman and Zim and said, you know what, you know what, work in progress, we totally get this thing. Okay, guys, that's fine. Go out and do your best. They'd be like, oh, this is great, right? They don't have that. That that luxury is long gone. The, the reality for this team, I think, is very simple. If they don't make the playoffs, I'm not saying everybody's gone, but there's going to be changes made. Like if they go the last two years with no playoff berth, you do not. We're not sitting here a year from now with this current regime still completely in place. No yeah, way. Yeah. No to your way. point, like how, like to 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 set the bar at work in progress is essentially saying Mike Zimmer is completely incompetent and so is Rick Spielman. Yep. And even though they've pumped all this money into win-now players, including their quarterback, right, that it's all still – like they've made all these moves and it's still a work in progress. How? How is it a work in progress? So if it, if it is a work in progress, a lot of people are going to be updating their LinkedIn profiles <laughs> over the next six to nine months. Um, Dex, Dex, what do you think? Are we are we well, killing are we killing this this no, author I, too aggressively? I, I, I think this is actually correct. Um, I think you guys have a correct. No, I think you guys had the correct assessment. I think this is too oh. harsh. Um, who are the uh, do you have the do you have the list pulled up? Let me see. I might have closed it out, but the but it was like no, I have it here uh, the, on the work in progress list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the Giants, Better. the Lions, Better. the Eagles, the Bears, the Panthers, and the Falcons. And the Vikings are better than all those teams right now. Like I and, totally and, agree. and and maybe maybe I have the purple Kool Aid glasses on as well, but I, I would have the Vikings as the best of all of those teams. It, I it, agree. Here and here's the next level up. How many teams on the on the playoff contenders list yes. do you think the Vikings are better than? Washington football team. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. They they snuck in because their division was dog bleep. I mean, Godspeed yeah. to Taylor Heineke for putting up one hell of a performance against the Tampa Bay. They don't have a quarterback. But yeah, they don't have one. They I, wish they had Kirk Cousins yeah, they, back. Yeah, seriously, or not. Yeah. You like that? You like that? Keep All right. Going. Now, da- Dallas should bounce back, but should like we always, back. we've been saying for 25 years. All right. This is the year. They Finally, could be very Dallas comparable. The, those two, two teams could mm-hmm. be comparable. That's fair. I'll give it, it a while. Ariz- Arizona stock rising. Really good young yep. quarterback. Yeah. They've like got them. weapons. They're going to get another weapon in the draft. I like they're volatile, but yes, they're a better team, right? They have more talent, I think, than the Vikings do. Pretty. I think you could debate Arizona and the Vikings on the same level. Okay, the Saints without Drew Brees, yeah, that's and a, with all the yeah. cap problems they've had, Complete that team is falling card. off a cliff. Yeah, that they, team's not yeah. better than the Vikings right now. Their defense is still, I think, pretty good, but but yeah, they're not. They they go down a peg without Drew Brees for sure. And then Seattle is the other team on this list, and you know, yeah, I feel, feel like Seattle has just always had the Vikings number because Russell Wilson and. Now that game, I think, is played at US Bank they, Stadium. They plan it here this year. Annual yep. meetup. Yeah, come on. So maybe it'll be a little bit different. Yep. So I don't know. All right, and then we there was another. Declan has a piece. I think this is our own friend Courtney Cronin here. This is correct. The uh, the over under win total. So explain this to us. And yeah, so the ESPN NFL Nation crew did a NFL win total predictions for 2021. So each reporter made over under picks um, for all of the 32 teams. And this is what uh, Courtney had to say about the Vikings. She put the over under at eight and a half. And then prediction over, but just barely. 
The Vikings use all their resources on retooling the defense and free agency and should fare better against the run with the additions of Dalvin Tomlinson and the return of Mark Michael Pierce. Plus, they finally have depth and experience in the secondary by adding Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, Mackenzie Alexander. But Minnesota still has a handful of issues to address on the offensive line. If the Vikings don't fix their issues in pass protection, this offense won't be as explosive as it was a year ago, which could cost them cost the team in the win column. Yeah. I think that's all fair. I still think I, I, I think their defense, if if they don't have a bunch of, you know, injury issues, if Daniel Hunter comes back, I think the defense is good enough to to kind of make the starting bar eight wins, eight and nine, and then it, and then it kind of depends on all right, how good can they mold the defense to be? Can they add another pass rushing force? Can the pass protection hold up? And now and that's how you get from eight to nine to ten, et cetera. So she raises a lot of good points there. I think. I think that's fair that right now, until they fix the offensive line and until the draft, eh, they're kind of they're a five hundred team. Yeah, and then if they if they but, make you feel better about the offensive line now, maybe you add two more wins to it. So, but by the time we get to opening day, that figure to to assure to come close to assuring job security, that needs to be up probably around I, I would say ten and a half because right now, if that's correct, people get fired. That that's not you. You need to be in the playoffs. You need to. You can't have. If you get to eight and a half wins or nine wins, that's in a seventeen game season. That's not going to be an, enough. So, I think by the time they kick off to start the season, that probably that probably needs to be up around ten or eleven in a seventeen game season for people to feel completely safe. Do you think there's a scenario where they make the playoffs and still fire either Rick Spielman or Mike Zimmer? You know, that one I don't know about because so so they could say you need to win a playoff game. And if they did, I wouldn't say at this point that's unfair. I think if they get to the playoffs like they did two years ago and they win a playoff game, I think they're safe, I think. Um, but I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure because I think that there's a chance that getting to the playoffs – and not being completely embarrassed in playoff game one, but you know, let's say that you lose that game by a field goal or something, I think it probably saves jobs. The other thing to this discussion is you need to look at as well how the season goes in terms of, so if the Vikings come back and and let's say the offense is solid, it's not great, but it's good still, but the defense really comes back and really plays well. Zim is going to go in and say, I did my job. Like that's, and, and the decision then ha- has to be, is your job with defense worth keeping you around for? Because it's crystal clear that everything that this team has basically done since the 2020 season came to a conclusion, Phil, has been based on what? It's been based on making sure that a defense that was terrible comes back and is good. So if they can, if they go. If they go, let's say, top five to eight in the league in key statistical defensive categories, they make the playoffs, they lose by a field goal in the first round. He's going to come in and say, I did my job. And you know what? I, I've, I've been much higher on Mike Zimmer than Judd has over the eight years of him being here, seven or eight years. You know, I, I, I respect the fact that he's just he's a good head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator, good head coach, and they and they just aren't a train wreck ever with him. They're competitive. They they don't quit on seasons really. Like they had the one weird blip like four years ago where they started five and zero or something, and then they 
and there was some internal strife, and guys were guys were uh, just kind of going rogue on defense. But like he he fixed that, and he brought the team together. Um, and so I I I bring all of that up to say it wouldn't devastate me if they went nine and eight and they got in. So it was still a, a fun, enjoying season. You know, it like it, they're they're not just a disaster. Like give us a fun season, but not good enough to where he keeps his job. And Eric Bieniemy comes in. They draft a quarterback in the third round. He sits behind Cousins. Eric Bieniemy comes in. And now they're thinking more offensive minded. Like that, I'm just saying that wouldn't devastate me mm-hmm. if that happened this year. We'll see. I think it's completely fair. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, boys, we're gonna we're gonna keep the mock throttle down here. I mean, we're nine <laughs> days away from the draft. We're gonna be mocking on a regular basis here. And so, if you're not into the mocks, then this might not be the show for you. I've also I've been told through back channels that Randy in Cottage Grove, Randy Vikes sixty nine, who has nailed two of the last three Vikings first round picks, and and walked his mock draft up to pick fourteen, and then refused to say it out loud because he feels like he has an idea that the Vikings maybe haven't thought of yet. I do have back channel confirmation that he is working on his seven round Vikings mock, and it will be ready for us next week. In the days leading up, he's to the draft. okay though. I think so. Well, I mean, uh, he's been, last week he's was been on a social scare. media. I have not talked to him directly, okay. so I don't, I don't know. Because yeah, last week was a scare. He was having some medical issues. That's why you don't get all three of the vaccines. Yeah, no, we knew that. He didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I just might, might want right. to make note of that. We're not medical professionals, but don't get all three vaccines. Maybe get one so you don't cause a Twins Clubhouse breakout, Damn. but don't get all three. All right, that's a wrap. By the way, a uh, quick shout-out to Federated, Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, I'm going to brag on behalf of them. So so they are very involved in Big Brothers Big Sisters, which supports one-to-one mentoring relationships um, that really ignite the power and potential and promise of young people and helps them reach their full potential. Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America is the oldest and largest youth mentoring organization in the United States, and it's proven that little brothers and little sisters with those mentors do better in school and are more likely to attend college. And so it's just a great program. Um, I feel like you know Federated is such a huge supporter and organizer for them. They don't thump their chest about it, but I can, I can speak on behalf, and I've seen the great work. You can check out more uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters, and you can find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And, boys, write that down predictions tomorrow in an accountability session. And we are nearing a lot of things coming off the board with the draft on the horizon. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. That's a wrap. Mackie Judd, executive producer, Declan. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.